Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. You like our Facebook page at A to Z Sports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network. And we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors uh, because they make everything happen for our show and our business. RentersWarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. Nashville's professional landlords, RentersWarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness. One 15-minute workout equals five hours in the weight room. Your first workout's free at mandu.com. The Tucker Agency, Nashville's independent insurance agency at tuckertn.com. Help them, uh, let them help you save some money. Calvin and Subtle for your new hardwood floors and finishings. Calvinandsubtle.com is where to go. And our new friends at the Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org. Zach, uh, Sean Gill reminds us that you still owe us a 12-bar rap, just saying. Well, and, and, you know, as we discussed yesterday, we've got some technical things that we have to work on, as you know, Austin, to get to that point. So, until that happens, I'm a man of my word. I am not. I'm not running from the rap. I Which will rap. We but can do the be, we, we do have to be done correctly yes. in the correct fashion, not half ass. I know we don't do things half ass around here. So well, it's because I set the bar so high. I set the bar so high. Well, you had, well, you had a di- you had, you we were in a different covid less world when you did it. Right. True. And, and right? I set the bar high. Don't cut me short. I set the bar high when it came to my bar. Well, so, COVID's been cutting me short. Yes. Well, we do have the ability to do it when we're on location. We're about to be on location a lot more over the next little bit. So maybe, maybe an opportunity will present itself. But we'll get to the magic bucket uh, later to end the show. Now sponsored by BioPure Music City. More on them and how they can help you with COVID. But Zach, grading the Titans offseason in what you are calling the most productive offseason in franchise history. Well, it has to be the most productive in, in franchise history. And it, it starts with two. I don't know how many off-seasons. Look, they've drafted franchise quarterbacks number two overall. They drafted the Hurt Locker, who's probably in a deer stand counting his millions of dollars that he stole from the Tennessee Titans right now. Right? They, we've had these off-seasons. But you never had an off-season like this year. After the AFC Championship game in this era of football, look, they've been to a couple of AFC Championship games. We They went to a Super Bowl in 1999, and we all know the one yard short. But this year, they signed their franchise quarterback to a hundred-plus million-dollar deal, and they signed their franchise running back, the true face of the franchise, and the leading rusher in the NFL to a massive deal. When they signed Chris Johnson – there was some hesitation to pay him $8 million a year. And there, no, was was, hes- there was some hesitation to pay Derrick Henry this offseason. They ended up doing both, but not in the same offseason did they sign their franchise quarterback. And that's just two. Like, there's a whole list, Austin. All, you, before the show, we went back and forth trying to come up with all the things that have happened. They had to make decisions on their fifth-year options in which they picked up. Adoris, they declined Corey Davis's. They traded Jarrell Casey. They went and signed Vic Beasley. They cut Delaney Walker. They cut Deion Lewis. Every draft pick that they've gone through, they they and there's some there's some good things and some bad things that they've done. And I think that's what we're going to talk through in today's show. Yeah, but this has to be the most productive offseason 
in the franchise's history. Well, G-Man on base says, let's not forget Titans also lost some badass players too. Titans 8251 says, still need some help on the edge. Um, then Dustin brings up B-plus grade. But if Clowney is a Titan, it's an A-plus plus. Uh, and Brent already coming in with his grade, B-minus. Resigned Tannehill and Henry. Lost Ryan and Conklin. Draft was mediocre. Signed Clowney, and he bumps it up to a B-plus. Now, here's Titans, and we'll get to all your grades here in a second. Uh, a YouTube comment, Titans34 says, no, 20, 2006 was the most productive offseason. That they signed David Thornton, Chris Hope, Kevin Mawai, David Givens, who didn't pan out, and then they drafted Vince Young and Lindell White. Like that's, I'm glad. I was wondering if somebody was going to offer up a more productive offseason than what this offseason has been. And look, we can go to that list of players that uh, Titans 34 just brought up. David Thornton and Chris Hope and Kevin Mawai were fantastic players for a three- or four-year period with the Tennessee Titans. David Givens, they paid a lot of money to. He got hurt immediately. And that didn't work out. Vince Young had some flashes and then threw his shoulder pads in the stands and never was never heard from again, really. Uh, Lindell White. TJ Friday's heard from him. Yes, that's that's true. And they took a lot of his money. Lindell White was really good. And then Chris Johnson was drafted ahead of him in the first round the following year. And then Lindell White was less valuable. So um, I, I do think this offseason has been insanely productive. As Sal, uh, our guy from Jersey, says, any offseason where you acquire a quarterback that takes you to the AFC Championship has to be the most productive. Thank you, Sal, my man. You know, so, he, that's right. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of have to agree with you. Because of what the 2019 season was and the playoff run, then you go in and you achieve a few things in the offseason that get you back, run it back, as the Titans have been selling well, as 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 uh, Teron Davenport said uh, on the show, maybe last week or the week before, uh, probably maybe it was, I think it was last week, talking about the blueprint. What they did was they solidified the blueprint, and then they went out and bought the materials. Right? They bought the concrete. They bought the brick. They bought all the 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 the, the walls and the wood to the structure of the house. So that's why it was the most productive. It's great to have a plan and a brew. I got a plan to be a billionaire one day, but it, uh, I got I got to work my ass off to be to get to that point and actually buy the materials to build the house, set the foundation, and do all that sort. And then to finally have a, a a Titanic mansion, as you would call it. That's why I say this is the most productive. All right, so let's get grades. We've already got a, a, several of y'all have commented your grades for this Titans offseason. So, what is your overall grade? for this Titans offseason. Now, I, a lot of people are going to say, well, Clowney's still out there, so it's not complete yet. Well, there's progress reports, and this is maybe before, maybe you count Judavian Clowney as a final exam. Everybody's got a grade before you go into the final exam. So what do you give the Titans overall grade for this offseason? And before uh, we get to that, Zach and I, uh, I'm going to tell you guys about Mandu. Zach and I were talking about Mandu right before the show, both of us have the most muscle mass we've ever had. And that's because we've been doing Mandu. It's a 15-minute workout. Uh, it simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. It's the science of full-body electronic muscle stimulation. Uh, and the science is real. The results are real. Zach and I 
have great results. I've lost over 21, 22 pounds of body fat since this time last year. It really can open your eyes to what your body needs more of, what it needs less of, and how to achieve your fitness goals. Mandu.com, your first workout, absolutely free. And it's also during this pandemic, it's by appointment only. No other restrictions like your regular gym might be closed or restricted. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Another thing that we are doing, we're giving 30% off of our shop, that hat right there, 30% off shop.a-to-zsportsnational.com. It's that easy. AZ30 is the promo code. Hook you up with some swag. That is our gift back to the AZ community because, look, 30% off in a tough time, that's hey, we got to give back, man. We can't just keep getting, keep getting. We do want your grades right now. Yes. We are going to get those. Yeah, we'll ask for your grades and then we'll give you 30% off at our shop. So, grades, what's your overall grade uh, for the Titans offseason? G Man on base says straight up B. Gene says A. Um, <laughs> Sean Gill says, So, what you're saying, Zach, is the Titans are doing this brick by brick. There's a couple brick by brick uh, uh, comments here. Titans8251 says a solid B. Uh, Hunter says, if this draft class pans out with a huge right tackle and a young fresh corner, this could be a dream offseason. Houston saying A minus. Uh, another brick by brick comment from Jacob. Jared says, flat B, no backup QB makes him nervous. Uh, Steph Dobbs says A, A plus with the clown man. Freddie going a B plus. Louie just saying E for effort. Uh, Bobby saying B minus, still questions at defensive coordinator. And pass rush. Zach, one of the things that we did not list pre-show on our list of things that happened this offseason was Dean Pease retiring and uh, the Titans deciding to not name a defensive coordinator. Uh, they still haven't. David says Vic Beasley, a huge pull. He says B+. Austin Sloan says B before Clowney, A after Clowney. Jason Martinez, B+. Uh, we've got A+, plus with Clowney uh, there with Jared. Corey saying B+. Uh, Gene says McDonald is the next Mahomes. Now that's just a very funny comment. And maybe every comment that Gene has made before or after this should be uh, disregarded. Yeah. Well, yeah. That and, and I that was probably sarcastic. I hope uh, so. And and look, Gene says a minus. He also says Darian Evans is a sleeper. Darren so, Ton. So yeah. Gene's got to get the name. Oh, right. maybe, maybe they're friends. He's a rookie. Maybe. He's a rookie. Darrington <laughs> has never even worn a Titans uniform at this point. Uh, so I, I guess you got to give him a break on the spelling of the rookie's name. All right. I have my grade. Do you have your grade? Uh, yeah. Go for okay. it. No, I, I just want to make sure you're not doing this on the of floor. Of course I, I, I have. I don't well, want you to copy my paper. I don't want well, you to copy I, my paper. I'm not copying your paper. I, I, do I you ever have, copy? You have, you Because I bring up some damn good points that sway your ass to go into my direction a lot. Well, I have my grade. Okay, so as long it, as you have your grade, I, I have good it. Now, will I adapt if we if you say my grade? I don't know. So write your grade down. you got a pen, pen and paper right now. I always I have pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, I know. So write your grade down right now. And circled it. I feel like I'm on the tightened up trivia. There you go. So – here is my grade, and okay. we had a lot of points being brought up. I, I talked about all at the very beginning. A lot of things happened this offseason in the positive direction yes. and in probably that that pulled the heartstrings of Titans fans of getting ready, rid of uh, Jarrell Casey, Delaney Walker, no, no longer donning 82 in two-tone blue. There's a lot of things. They probably were ready to get rid of Deion Lewis. But my grade is – for right now, without Clowney, is a B-plus offseason. I like the fact that they were very 
They had a directive to what they wanted to do the entire offseason. Go get a quarterback, not mess with Tom Brady. They signed Ryan Tannehill. They told us that they were going to work with Derrick Henry to get a deal done if he would sign the franchise tag. You know what, Derrick Henry? He could have said, no, I'm not doing that. I am not going to play your game. I'm going to play the long play. I'm worth Zeke and McCaffrey money. He didn't do that. He said, all right, I'll, I'll let's, let's work together. They eventually signed their franchise running back. They drafted team need. They got value, you would hope, with Christian Fulton in the second round instead of the first round. They replaced Jack Conklin, who let them walk. They did a lot of great things for the offseason. And as we talked about, they went and bought the materials that they that their blueprint told them to because they really liked their blueprint with Mike Vrabel leading them to the 2019 AFC Championship game. Here's where they didn't get an A, right? If you started at A+, and we've brought some things up, two big concerns. This is the two biggest concerns, uh, probably three to get down to my B+. But a massive concern defensively. Who's going to be calling these plays? And is it going to be? Dean Pease is an exquisite defensive coordinator. Is exquisite above outstanding? Because you're about to say outstanding. Yeah, exquisite defensive coordinator. He showed that time and time again, being the defensive coordinator of some pretty nasty defenses that have had a lot of success. He's been to many AFC championship games. So that is a big question mark. The other question mark is the pass rush, which Clowney could help. Clowney could could inch this grade above a B-plus into the A echelon if Clowney's deal is done. And then the third, from A-plus, A to A-minus, those are the three that I got to a B-plus, backup quarterback. You can't have a scenario, and Ethan, this one's for you. Like week 17, a couple of years ago, when you have an opportunity to go to the playoffs, home field, Sunday night football game, Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth sliding into the booth, and you lay an egg because your backup quarterback blows because his name is Blaine Gabbert. And that's Blaine Gabbert, look, he's just not an elite starting quarterback. He's just, he can't do it, right? So are you going to put yourself in a situation if Ryan Tannehill, who has injury history in his in his life, in his career, who are you going to ride and die with? Because if it's Logan Woodside or Jeans Boy Cole McDonald, you got big time problems. You sure as hell ain't going to win that week 17 game, and you're going to lose all of the momentum that you've gained from last season. Those three things, I think a lot of things were done well. But those three question marks have me at a B plus. You asked me to write down my grade. I show you my grade along with some last dance notes from April. There you go. It's the right answer. B plus is, is the answer that makes the most sense for the Titans offseason. Look, you said a lot there. You talked for like three minutes straight. Sorry, I, I had to get it out. No, and, and clearly you've been holding that under for whatever reason. You've been holding that to yourself and had to get off that off your chest. But yeah, I, I think they've done a lot of things. Whenever you, whenever you as an NFL franchise can go through and you say our first priority and our second priority were were checked off the list and done very team friendly, I think you say, all right, that's that's a success. And now if you're talking pass fail, then the Titans have passed the offseason by just extending Tannehill and maybe even tagging Henry. By the fact that you got them both back on the roster in 2020, you automatically pass 
the offseason. But the way the Henry contract is structured, I think, gives another like uh, a plus or minus grade up from John Robinson's overall offseason grade. I think the thing that uh, – and we've talked about doing a show like this for a while, and we keep having things that bump it back. But uh, every once in a while I've been asked by somebody is – have the Titans gotten better this offseason? Like, like, and I saw somebody on on um, on Facebook uh, commented saying, "Greg, I don't see any pieces added that make their Super Bowl chances better." Have the Titans gotten better this offseason? And that's a hard thing to answer because I really don't know. Because what they're counting on is their key core of veteran leadership. Like and they added Tannehill and Henry are back with that, along with Lawan, Saffold, Ben Jones on that offensive line, and you've got really good defensive core back. But they're counting on a lot of their players to take big steps, a lot of their younger players to grow into bigger roles. And so I like well, Jeffrey and also Simmons. they're bigger role players to take the the to maybe take that step to the elite status, right? If Derrick Henry he can still get better. That's the crazy part about that. Ryan Tannehill can still get better. A.J. Brown can still get better. Jonu Smith can still get better. Adam Humphreys can still have a better season than he did last year. And with Arthur Smith, I think, is a key cog. We talked about the defensive side of the football. Arthur Smith should be a lot better. He you shouldn't should. have those, those, those like, the Carolina brain first half. The Carolina yeah, yeah, brain half. farts in Carolina. Right, right. And so you're right. That's like now Arthur Smith has done this before. At this time last year, Arthur Smith had never gone through a training camp as an offensive play caller. He never stepped on the practice field as the guy running the offense. He's never been in the meeting room as the guy running the offense. Any of that stuff. And now he has. Yeah. I, and I, I agree. I think that I think that's what they're betting on is this offense goes this way. So their defense doesn't have to take the brunt of the load each and every week like we like they've been doing, let's just face it, for like over a decade. This yeah. has always been a defensive football team. Even in 2008 when Kerry Collins, who didn't throw that many touchdown pass, they ran the football and they played defense. The, you know that chain, that, that curse and bullock game. are there? Yeah, was, at yeah. 10-0, and 0, right? You, you know, that's They're defensive players, right? You didn't see offensive players. You had the smash and dash, but then Chris Johnson got smart was like, look, I need to get the hell away from smash. He's drinking too much Patron. This is the new age Titans with an old age Titans flair. And I think they like that. Yeah, I got to give credit to uh, our Luke Warsham, who writes and covers the Titans for A to Z Sports National.com. Luke wrote early in a, in a couple columns that how John Robinson has set up this offseason to win now and to win later for years to come. Possibly. He, yeah. Well, John Robinson has not jeopardized the long term for the short, short term, nor has he jeopardized the short term for the long term. John Robinson has balanced uh, all of his moves out to how can we do things to help this team win now? And then John Robinson has said, how can I do things to help us stay relevant longer? And I think credit to Luke for writing that column. I'll have to go back and find that, maybe tweet that out later. But I think John Robinson has succeeded in making this team set up for both. Yeah, and a massive positive, as we kind of just touched on, in this year, this coronavirus year, isn't it super important to have – 
the same coordinator offensively. Defensively, I don't want to just discredit defense, but I think that you can come in. There's set defenses, there's scheme, all that. But offenses can be complicated. Well, what, right? what, do they, what do they always say in training camp? The defense gets up to speed fastest, and the offense, and specifically the passing game, takes the longest to get into rhythm. That's what everybody, every coach says that, every analyst says that this time every year. The defense will look better early, and the offense will come around like three weeks into camp. And Bag Radwall, 5780, we also like you as well. I agree. And so we appreciate the compliment. We talk Titans. We're doing it. Look, I I think this is another one. We, we've talked and made fun of like Geoff Schwartz and Adam Stank and all that stuff. Nick, Nick Be- Wrong. Well, because they think that this fan base is delusional, but we just graded them and – they like the fans are aligned with like we had a couple of A pluses, right? But overall, they were aligned with A minus B plus. That makes a lot of sense. Those are the right? most popular. And I think everybody says that with Judavian Clowney, it bumps up in an A range. Like if they get Judavian Clowney, I definitely think that would take my B plus to an A minus at the very least. Yeah. And uh, look, I know, and Sal brings up, he goes, Marcus Mariota is rolling his eyes as you say that, Zach. And I know, Sal, look, you, I know you like Marcus Mariota like a lot of other Titans fans. I could give a rip about that guy. Glad he's in Las Vegas. Best of luck, buddy. Good luck in your new endeavor. But you didn't make it. You didn't what? cut it. You were, you were less than average. Get out of here. You need elite. And finally, Mike Vrabel had to pull the ripcord and find his elite quarterback and his $100 million man in Ryan Tannehill. So it's on to 17, bye-bye number eight. Yeah, well, Josh follows it up says, Sal, if he rolls his eyes too hard, he might hurt himself or lose an eye. Now, Marcus Mariota had this fan base paralyzed for quite some time, being stuck and not being able to move. And, and, and now I think moving forward with Tannehill, a guy who can open up the offense and everything else they've got uh, moving forward looks good. And ultimately, let's just face it, the Titans were in a tough position, as you just referenced, because they had to wait to see if Marcus Mariota was the guy. They had to afford him that effort. He wasn't like a Jamarcus Russell where like, this guy's fat and loves purple drink and can't throw, not accurate. We got to get rid of him and move on. Mariota put him to a playoff game and kind of toyed with their emotions, right? Yeah. It's like that, you know, you, you, you keep, you say that you love me and then you kind of step, uh, take a step back. You say that you love me and you take a step back. They were, it was a yo-yo. And so finally, they hopefully they find true love with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry. Now, to clear up Sal's eye roll comment, he says, I'm just making a comment that you mentioned how great it is to have a coordinator return, something Mariota never had. Well, the, those are earned, not given. Well, no, I, Rubisky was in back-to-back years, but then that again, that's Terry Rubisky. So well, and and he thrive did he thrive his second year or first year under Rubisky? So Rubisky's Rubisky's first year was 2016 when Marcus Mariota was really good. Then the leg break happened. Then Rubisky was back in 2017, the year they made the playoffs, where the offense took a step backwards. So yeah, Mariota had the whole leg break thing to recover from. The only time he had uh, the same coordinator year over year. All right, Zach, let's add, let's get to this next question. We've got a list of, of all the things that the Titans have done or have not done. Um, and we're going to try to figure out what's the best and the worst move of the Titans offseason. So let's do best first. Yeah, of course. We'll do best first. So when you answer, when you comment your answer, just keep it as the best. Don't give us both. 
just what's the best thing the Titans have done this offseason. But first, Zach, tell the people about Tucker Agency. Yeah, Tucker Agency can help you. He can help you tremendously, right? In this tough time, and you probably lost some money, lost some income, maybe lost a job, call Tucker Agency and restructure your insurance. If you're driving around in a car, you have car insurance. If not, you are illegal. That's that's and you can't do that. That's you cannot do that. You have insurance, you can get it restructured. Homeowners insurance, life insurance, renters insurance. That is all usually packaged together. Email will at will at will uh, tuckertn.com. It's that simple. Will at tuckertn.com. Email them say, heard about you on A to Z Sports. How can I save money on my insurance? The average customer that does that saves 20%. 20% Calculate all of the money that you pay year-round, 20%. That could be a couple hundred extra bucks. I mean, and your insurance is going to stay really, really good because that's what the Tucker Agency does. Will at TuckerTN.com. Email him today. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Thursday. I feel like I'm running a telethon, Zach, because I just had a new order come in a few minutes ago. Promo code AZ30 for 30% off anything at shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com. Shop.a-to-zsportsnashville.com is where to go. Again, use the promo code AZ30 to get 30% off any of our gear right there. So the question that we're asking you right now, what is the best offseason move the Titans have made thus far? Zach, you got some comments? Uh, yeah, well, and a lot of them start with, with and we'll just do uh, Daryl John, re-signing key pieces, Tannehill and Henry. And we're going to have a lot of, of people say signing the king, right? Because, uh, and Jared Hicks, he says that. Drew, he says that. Austin says got an awesome cornerback in the draft. Talk about the value of Christian Fulton and what he can do. Chris uh, McKinney says the King got paid. Uh, I mean, uh, replacing Logan Ryan in the draft, uh, re-signing quarterback and running back, signing Tannehill. Uh, the best thing is running back for 2020. So, and, and Lisa comes in. Uh, spent wisely as far as contracts. So yeah. Lisa with a unique take that I like. Well, and I saw somebody else, Bobby, was kind of similar to Lisa. Bobby says cap management. Signed a huge quarterback contract, a huge running back contract, a solid DN contract, and they still have $24 million in cap space. Yeah, and and uh, on YouTube, uh, D's are Bonards uh, says made some really tough decisions. <laughs> D's are. You are absolutely right, and these are I, – I couldn't agree with you more. I, 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 they had to come in and make some really tough decisions, and you know when it started? It started with Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback ever to play the, the game. They had to make a decision whether to flirt with him, actually give him an opportunity to come to Tennessee instead right. of Tampa, and you know what? They made the tough decision to say, nah, we're passing on TB12. We'd rather go with our blueprint. Yeah, so the best – it's hard to argue the Derrick Henry thing because of what it did for the fan base, right? Because the entire – and you've said it, Derrick Henry, the face of the franchise, and he's the the really the biggest thing that the Titans fan base all rallies behind. Everybody that's a Titans fan believes in Derrick Henry as – the running force, the driving force of this team, especially right now. And the fact that they got a long-term deal done with him, but it's also still really smart. And the fact that Derrick Henry's basically guaranteed two franchise tags, 
then they can get rid of him when he's 28 years old and it's only going to cost them $6 million over two years. Like, it's brilliant. Like the way that worked out is great. And so it's hard to argue against the Derrick Henry contract as the best thing that's happened this offseason. Yeah, it's the correct answer. And we've got a lot of people getting it right. I liked how the tough decisions, it all kind of came back to it. Smart contracts by Lisa. We had a lot of good comments. But What's the, the second the, best thing? Just because that's so obvious. What's the second best? Uh, I think you would have to say the second best thing. I mean, I mean it, the first thing you think of is Tannehill, secondly, uh, because of what it does to your franchise stability for the next couple of years. And it's not, it's not like a, it's not a rookie contract. Now, like it's not like a first round rookie contract where you have five years. Possibly, you get out of that possibly after the third year. It's a lot of money, but that's the cost of living. I mean, right? That's just what it is. Uh, I'm trying to think of a lower tier, better decision than Tannehill. <clears throat> I mean, you you've know, got, you've got the. Uh... It was an easy decision to decline Corey Davis's fifth year option. I thought it was a good decision and fairly easy to pick up a Dory's fifth. Right. Yeah. So here's here is it was it, an easy decision to cut Deion Lewis and an easy business decision to cut Delaney Walker. Here's the one thing, and we'll find this out. If they don't sign Clowney, is a tough decision the Jarrell Casey deal? I could honestly say that could be a lot of people when we ask what's we're, and we're about to ask right. what's the worst move the Titans have made. That's going to be by far the number one answer. But it could flip completely if they signed Clowney and Jarrell Casey's contract clear up gave them the ability to do it. Right? That's yeah. the craziest part. So we'll get to the worst here in a second. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, if the pieces fall in. I mean that that's massive because you you now have of what we just said, uh, and a, a commenter and yourself, Austin said this. They didn't really add a new piece to get them Super Bowl ready. Yeah, if great. they get Clowney, you cannot say that anymore. Correct, because Vic Beasley. Uh, while people think Vic Beasley, and there's a few people watching the show today, like Trevor says Beasley was a good move. Beasley was a a gamble. That's what Vic Beasley is a $9 million, $9.5 million bet. Yeah. I mean, it's like a younger Cameron Wake. Like, is it going a to lot, work a out? A lot younger. I mean, he's like, like 10 is it going to work out? Right. And we'll, it's pretty easy. Like, Cameron Wake did not work out. That was a waste. He gave you one game, one game against Cleveland where he shined. And that was because he was 37 years old. And that was the first game of the season. If, I, if we could have taken bets, if we, you would have gone to your bookie, Austin, online and said, if I could bet a cold, hard cash that Cam Wake was going to be healthy by week 17, the odds would have been definitely not in his well, favor. I don't think I would bet that any player would be healthy. But a 37-year-old that was signed to a three-year deal. Sure. Team-friendly. Yeah. Could Cam name. Wake make it to the bye week? The the results are in, and that's a lie. <laughs> um. So, Ethan Ramsey, let, let's go ahead and do this. Let's ask you guys now, what is the worst thing the Titans have done this offseason? What is the worst thing? the Titans have done this offseason before uh, I get to a lot of your, your comments that are already in. Uh, first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse. Renterswarehouse.com is the website. That's where you should go to find out how much your home can rent for. Renters Warehouse is 
Nashville's professional landlords that can help you out, get you that mailbox money because owning rental property is a great way to earn long-term wealth and build that equity in the home instead of selling it after you move. Or what you can do is if you own an Airbnb right now and you can't rent it out every weekend like normal because of the pandemic, you can have renters warehouse temporarily rent out that property for three to four months, maybe through the end of the year. Then you can turn it back into an Airbnb. But renterswarehouse.com, they make it easy for you. Now is the time to let the pros handle the work. Don't take it on yourself. Don't put that on your shoulders. Let the pros of renterswarehouse.com do it for you. I've got I've got a crazy thing that I just saw on Twitter, and it doesn't have to do with it. Well, it kind of has to do with the Titans because they uh, – I got you, bud. Uh, I, the sports track. This is crazy. Listen to this. If the NFL salary cap truly does drop to $125 million in 2021, the Chiefs, right, who just beat the Titans in the AFC Championship game, listen to this. This yeah. will blow your freaking mind. I see it. Frank Clark, Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and Tyreek Hill, all of those players, which is five players, that would account for $107.6 million against the cap. That's 86% of their roster in five players. What? Yeah. yeah, they still have 50 players now, because the roster cut, has expanded. Tyron Matthew quicker and you can get a pair of scissors out. But still, go, going into next year, that is going to – really hamstring them. They had to sign Patrick Mahomes earlier rather than later because that price tag was just going to go up. But damn, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's good for the Titans. Right. Now, and, and look, if, if if the salary cap in 21 goes all the way down to $125 million, which right now it's almost, it's like 198, 198 million. If it goes down by $75 million, every team is going to be in a lot of trouble uh, and I don't necessarily think it's going to do that because the TV contracts come up and the NFL has the ability to spread out that loss over future money. We just don't know the economic impact of 2020. Well, you're, you're right, but I, I don't think the NFL has the ability to borrow against future money to spread it out, to not just tank everything uh, like that. Because yeah, but this virus, people are scared to death of it, and so and they shouldn't be. But All right. So let's get back on track here with this because the worst move the Titans have made um, uh, because Roderick on YouTube says letting go leadership with Casey and Ryan. Uh, And and that's a good point, but don't you think that some leaders have now emerged? Like Derrick Henry is more of a leader today than he ever has been his entire life when he's as a professional, right? Ryan Tannehill, I think, earned a lot of respect with his play. A.J. Brown, that swag patch in the back of his head, just exudes well, like, leadership. Think about this. Who were the who have the captains been on this Titans team for the last several years? Mariota, Delaney Walker, Jarrell Casey, Wesley Woodyard, all four gone. And that doesn't even include Logan Ryan, who's been a massive part of my man catch no balls over the last three years. But Rashawn Evans has emerged as a defensive leader in Absolutely. a big time way. Kevin Byard leads with his voice. And by example, like Vicaro. Vicaro is an often forgotten guy um, in that secondary, but a guy who's got a lot to offer a team on and off the field. Yeah, so worst move 
I, I can't say yet that it's not replacing Dean Pease because I don't know, right? We don't know enough about that situation to completely just, just slough off and be like, that's the worst thing. And Jim Hazlitt was added, who has a lot of experience in different places as a D coordinator and as a head coach. Pop quiz. Jim Hazlitt was the head coach of Saints. Do you remember the quarterback of Jim Hazlitt's playoff, last playoff appearance with the Saints? Oh, man. Was it? Um, I think you can get this. Don't Jeff, look. Jeff Blake? Aaron Brooks. Oh, Aaron Brooks. Jeff Blake and Aaron Brooks are the same person. They're the same person. They're the same person. Oh, man. I thought you got it because uh, – and kudos. I didn't even look at the comments. Steph Dobbs got it. Steph Dobbs got it. Got and it. that's why I was – and you didn't look at the comments. No, I did not because right. I got it wrong. Uh, uh, Steph Dobbs got it because I, I – and Aaron Brooks. I knew – like they're the same person. Jeff Blake, Aaron Brooks, who gives a – you know what? I mean, that's – there you go. All right. So the worst move, I think the the worst move for me is the backup core is not having a, a a backup quarterback you can count on because of what the last couple of years have been with the Titans when it comes to the backup quarterback has been needed. This this franchise's entire existence in the state of Tennessee has relied very heavily on the backup quarterback. Remember, in 1999, it was Steve McNair who had to have surgery, and Neil O'Donnell came in for five games and helped the Titans stay afloat. Billy Volick helped survive, helped keep the Titans uh, floating around when McNair got hurt later in his career. So they've had to rely on the backup quarterback position for 20 years, and they don't have anybody who's done anything in the NFL at backup quarterback. And if you want to bring up the Madden ratings like we talked about on Tuesday, their backup quarterback right now, Logan Woodside, is rated as a 47. He's the second worst player on the team behind the long snapper, Bo Brinkley. You're correct on this. It's the backup quarterback. Scares the hell, ever living hell out of me, and it should every Titans fan out there. Probably scares the hell out of uh, John Robinson himself. <laughs> and you're not going to have a preseason to let Cole McDonald throw for a thousand plus yards, or for Logan Woodside to get comfortable. Right? It's those as when Tannehill. If knock on wood, the whole this is the if game. Okay, if Tannehill goes down. Now you've got Logan Woodside and Cole McDonald both making their first NFL pass attempt in a bad situation. Your season's done. Season's Absolutely. dead. They can't win. And like uh, they just can't win. Like the percentages and odds of them being able to take you where you want to go is none. Like a point zero one. Yeah, and that that's a problem. Right, yeah. Travis says about, it's a scary, scary situation. Yeah, and we talk a lot about how good the Titans offseason was, all that stuff. But look, this is not just – we don't blow roses. We're not a bunch of fanboys running a fan site, okay? That's not this. That's not A to Z sports. You can go somewhere else for that as a fan site. But the fact is that their backup quarterback situation is probably the worst in the National Football League. And to have a backup quarterback situation after it just got you out of trouble, to follow that up with a 
trash-ass quarterback situation behind Ryan Tannehill, that, that's literally uncalled for. It's not learning from what you just learned from. They, and so it doesn't make any sense. Titans fans, all this could go downhill, and we see quarterbacks get hurt a lot, right? Ryan Tannehill has gotten hurt a lot. And so that's a problem. And so this is it. This is the worst thing that they did. It doesn't mean that they can't go get somebody, but there ain't a lot of guys out there. Let's just face it. No, there's. I mean, there's not. I mean, it's like, I mean, you think about the the available people, Blake Bortles and Kaepernick, and Kaepernick hasn't played in three years, and Blake Bortles has been throwing the football to the other team for the last three years. Yeah, Blake Bortles has had more appearances on Pardon My Take than he has probably in the backyard throwing football. Well, like, and, and so uh, M. Comer agrees uh, with a comment earlier um, Steph Dobbs saying the Titans should trade for Josh Rosen for a late round pick. But what has Josh Rosen done God, that makes you feel confident in that guy? I'd rather drink the poison from uh, Romeo and Juliet. Do not want any, any part of Josh Rosen. That guy's attitude is terrible. He can't play. He can't throw. They've always, like everywhere he's gone, they've drafted over him. Like, look at it. Yeah, yeah, that, for that, sure. That, there's, uh, you know, that the Redneck uh, Comedy Club? There's your sign. There's your sign, all right? You don't want any part of Josh Rosen. He's not a help. He's not going to be able to manage. He yes. can't. And so Josh Carroll says the Titans should have gone after Andy Dalton. In hindsight, maybe. Because Andy Dalton signed like a $1 million deal with the Cowboys. It's incentive-based to get up to like three-something. Uh, then you got Jameis. Very cheap deal. The Titans were not, were not going to touch. Bill that. Barnwell wanted Andy Dalton to be the starting quarterback of the Titans. Right. No. In hindsight, it because of what the veteran free agent QB market looked like and what those guys got paid, like Cam Newton getting league minimum with with incentives for the Patriots. I mean, yeah, the Titans could have uh, salary cap wise gone out and done that, uh, but you know, I, it would have been a risk. But I, they didn't. They didn't do want to do that, obviously. They really like Logan Woodside for whatever reason. I don't know. They they probably do know Logan Woodside and why they like him, but I, I don't know why. So I'm, t- I'm uh, trying to find available quarterbacks this offseason because everybody's been signed, and I uh, here they are. This is – this it's a short list. This is what you're picking from. Ugh. Ugh. Case Keenum's probably your best bet. No doubt. Case Keenum, Drew Stanton, Colt McCoy, Josh McCown, Trevor Simeon, Deshaun Kaiser. That guy just just threw an interception just just now. Uh, Joe Webb, Blake Bortles, as we've already mentioned, Cody Kessler, who can't win a game, Kyle Slaughter. That's a slaughter. Uh, Brandon Allen, Matt Sims, no thank you. Josh Woodrum, Kyle Shermer. All right, that's enough. Manny <laughs> Yeah, Chris says Auburn paid more for Cam Newton than the Patriots did. Uh, I mean, yeah, M. Comer says you're picking through scraps at this point. Case Keenum, scraps. Case Keenum, Case Keenum is by far the best option, and I feel like as soon as any quarterback gets hurt or gets COVID nineteen, Case Keenum has a team. He's the first one off of that list, right? And so you bring up a point that we've we've what if what if week three. 
Titans, maybe like let's say they start out rough. They go one and one or zero oh and two. What if week three, Tanhill gets COVID? What the hell are you going to do? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I tell you, you're going to lose you, football games. Yeah, you're going to be in an zero and four hole or something. Yeah, because like Derrick Henry can run the wild card cat, and maybe he can win one game. But he can't win if he's out three games. He can't win three. Probably you're going to go zero and three in that stretch. Oh, uh, and uh, Case Keenum's on the Browns. So as Derrickler has brought up, so I don't know what list you're looking at, but it's outdated. Case Keenum is on well, the Browns. That's on spot track because uh, that available quarterbacks, I, I I put him in there. That's what they had. He was the first one, but I guess he got picked up. Everybody's yelling, Case Keenum's a Brown. Case Keenum's a Brown. All right, A to Z Sports. We've got three Titans. Three Titans that you can invest stock in. Which are you taking? Before that, Zach, tell the people about Calvin and Suttle. Yeah, Calvin and Suttle, you can take stock in them if you need new hardwood floors. CalvinandSuttle.com, 615-448-6414 is the phone number. It's that simple. You give them a call. They come out to your house. They take a look and say, hey, what hardwood floors do you want to, to, to replace? Or what carpet do you want up? Very easy process. You pick out your perfect hardwood floor, and it could be from cost-effective as $199 per square foot to $29 a square foot. But they have luxury and they have cost-effective. They are perfect to meet your hardwood flooring needs. Your wife's been talking about it probably all summer. It's time to, to actually pull the trigger on this. CalvinandSuttle.com, 615-448-6414. Your perfect hardwood floor can be installed. The materials, we talked a lot about materials today, called in, installed, one to two weeks. It's that simple, CalvinandSuttle.com. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Thursday. Louie, please stop commenting about Kyle Shermer. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Kyle Shermer will not be a Titan. There's no difference in Kyle Shermer, Logan Woodside, and Cole McDonald. Uh, in fact, they probably like both of the guys they have better because they had an opportunity to draft Kyle Shermer and they decided not to do it. So no more Kyle Shermer comments here on the show. But what we're going to do next is we're going to give you guys three options to buy stock in Titans players. Jonu Smith, Jayon Brown, or Dory Jackson. All three of these guys are coming in to their fourth season with the Tennessee Titans. Adore Jackson has his fifth-year option. Uh, Jayon Brown and Jonu Smith are going into the last year of their deal. Which stock are you buying? Jonu Smith, Jayon Brown, or Adore Jackson? That is our question now, Zach. Yeah, so which one? I I've just been talking, so I'll let you talk now. Uh, well, uh, I, look, I, I think you look at all of them and – I think for me, one guy that I trust the most based on where he came from and where he is currently is Jayon Brown. That's my choice. Jonu Smith, I haven't seen enough from. And the things that I have seen, they've been big chunk plays, but I want consistency. I want him to catch four balls for 73 yards on a consistent basis or something like that, right? Big chunk plays. But, but he has times where Janu and maybe the offense dictates this, is he's non-existent. And let's just face it. I hold people to the standard that they were drafted in. Adoree Jackson is a first-round pick. Has is Adoree Jackson been worth the first-round pick that they've placed on him? Based off of last year's analytical stats? No, no, no. I'm talking about 
his career to this date, not just off of last year's analytical data. I'm talking about has Adoree Jackson to this point at 9.09 on a Thursday, July 23rd, 2020, has he been worth a first-round draft pick? I think so. I think he's been really good. And now he hasn't been Tredavious White, who was drafted nine spots behind him by the Buffalo Bills that same year. But I think Adore Jackson has absolutely been worth uh, a first-round pick. I disagree. I don't think so. I think that's why they picked up the fifth-year option. I don't think that because they were like, we love this guy, we need this guy. I think they were like, we still have to find out more about this guy. And if you're a first-round pick and you are worth the first-round pick, you probably are not thinking uh, we need to figure out more about this guy. That's there's, my philosophy. There's a lot of no's and yeses. Uh, Hunter, Frank, Billy, uh, G-Man all say no. Mike says no. Kyle, got- I'm not on crack. I do not smoke crack. I've never smoked crack. That's good. Ever. Um, I, a lot of people have said, have said yes. I, it's a toss-up. Now, we could ask the same question about Corey Davis, and it's going to be like 90% no's. Uh, but it's pretty it's pretty split yes or no about a Dory Jackson. I say yes as a cornerback. I think a lot of people have his return mishaps, his punt return mistakes stuck in their heads uh, when it comes to a Dory Jackson, and they have you know the image of T.Y. Hilton burning him his second year in the league stuck in their head too. But a, jo- a Dory Jackson plays a position who is just set up to look bad. That's just the cornerback position, right? We all. We, all offseason, we've talked about how good Logan Ryan is. Yet, in week, what, 15, when the Titans played the Texans in a big-time game in Nissan Stadium, Kenny Stills ran right by Logan Ryan twice for two touchdowns in that game. But that's that's the that's just what the position is. You're going to get beat a lot because we all expect the quarterback to throw for 65 or 75, 70% completion percentage. So that's just what the cornerback position is. But it also is the most important position out of these three guys. Like the tight end is very important, but the Titans and how their offense is structured, there's only one football. You got Derrick Henry who's going to touch the ball 350 times a year. Then you've got AJ Brown that needs it more. Corey Davis is going to get his. Adam Humphreys is a volume guy underneath. You've got a lot of guys, a lot of mouths to feed with that one football. And then you've got Darrington Evans, who I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Jayon Brown is playing an inside linebacker position that is not valued very high. Inside linebackers, I know Rashawn Evans was, was drafted in the first round. But the, but, but <laughs> yeah, the Titans, so don't just slough that off. No, Come but, but uh, Rashawn uh, Evans is a different guy. Rashawn Evans. Ridiculous. Hold on, but let's look at the Titans inside linebackers over the last several years. Where have they gotten them? The fifth round. And really, they're with Avery Williamson and Jayon Brown, and you can find good linebackers late in the draft. Rashawn Evans is a different dude and an awesome player. And I and I am very high on Rashawn Evans. But Jayon Brown, I, I think you can replace Jayon easier. It's harder to find a, a it's harder to find lockdown corners. And you have to have like three or four of them. Well, they just so, look. Christian Fulton could be that guy to come in there. Look, right. they, they found you, value at corner all the time. Just date it back. Jason McCourty, really good. Alteron Verner for that year is a pro bowler. I mean, ridiculously. But I, I'm buying stock in a Dory Jackson because he plays the most important position 
He has outside of he's the he was the best NFL prospect coming out of college for all three of the guys we're talking about, John Ujan and Adoree. I think Adoree Jackson has the highest ceiling out of these three guys. And I just think that's his pure the guy was like almost he could have been like gone for like Olympic trials and track. I don't give a rip. He's not playing, he's not running track. He's playing football. And at the end of the day, you look at and if you are questioning to to find out more about a player, which they are, they're trying to find the reason why his fifth year option was picked up. They didn't want to find out any more about Corey Davis because of his value. They wanted to find more about Dory Jackson. But if you have a first round pick, first round picks Austin are supposed to hit. That's why they're first round picks. Dory Jackson is why they don't hit. No, they should hit hard. And for Jayon Brown, I'm just going to read you this. Jayon Brown is the answer to this question. It's so simple to see. A fifth-round pick that has 254 total tackles in his career, eight and a half sacks, two first force fumbles, three fumble recoveries, two interceptions, and two defensive touchdowns. How many defensive touchdowns does Adoree Jackson have? How many return touchdowns does Adoree Jackson have? Well, he had two, and they both got called back. So that equals zero. Zero, zero, zero. Jayon Brown has been a much more productive player for this Titans team than Adoree Jackson has. And the stats don't lie. That's the facts. Jayon's great, but we're talking about buying stock, right? And, and I want more of that. Right. But, I want that stock. But Jayon is more because of the nature of his position. Jayon Brown is more replaceable than a Dory Jackson because of the nature of his position. And a Dory Jackson has been really good. He has been really good from a cornerback standpoint. He's we don't been talk good. He hasn't been great. And as a first-round pick, you're drafted to be great. Second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh-round picks, they have different expectations. But first-round picks should hit, and they should hit hard. A Dory Jackson had, a, had the second-best forced incompletion rate among cornerbacks last year in the NFL's last 10 years. The I'll just say it again. Casey Hayward had 19.3% forced incompletion rate. Uh, that's the highest in the last 10 years. Adoree Jackson was 18.4. Adoree Jackson last year was really damn good. And he got hurt. And he, when they when he left, they they were hurting from it. Tremaine Brock, Ty Smith. When he came back, they played. He played really well. And I think Adoree Jackson is the stock that I'm investing in because I think it's the best long term stock. Yeah, I, I disagree. Adoree I think- Jackson's net. I'll say this: Adoree Jackson's second contract will be so much bigger than Jayon Brown or Johnu Smith. So I get better value with my stock. No, the second contract. Neither none of these guys have. I know, but when if they are signed, if all three of these guys are signed, I will get much better value out of my Jayon Brown stock than you will out of your Adoree Jackson stock. Correct? Talk about facts, brother. I hey, think Kyle, it, Kyle, switch that to Zach. Zach dropping oh, facts. That's what it Look, is. All three of these players, like really. Jonu Smith is the one who hasn't had the opportunity like the other two guys have had early, like so far. Jonu's got a lot last year with Delaney getting hurt early and really the last two years. Uh, but Jayon Brown and Adoree Jackson have shown a lot of production 
over the first three years of their career. And I am going to buy a Dory Jackson stock. How many interceptions does a Dory Jackson have? Uh, like three or four. Like it's not like interceptions are – that's uh, like uh, – uh, interceptions are great, he Zach. Has two. He has okay. two. Okay. So not three or four. He has two. My bad. But I, I also know that I – a Dory – that's like saying Jadavian Clowney only had three sacks last year. That's no, it's is. not. Yes, it is. Quarterbacks are judged based on interceptions. No, incorrectly judged on interceptions. No. I disagree. It's literally taking the ball away from the other team when these throw. Look, incomplete passes are good. I don't want to discredit that. I think, and I you think having that. the, the second highest. INTs. The reason why Darrell Revis was so damn good is he could turn passes into picks. And Adoree Jackson, let's just face it, in his first four years, he hasn't done that, but twice. He's he's had the, the second highest forced incompletion rate in the NFL over the last decade. But what has Jayon Brown done for this team? A he's lot. Scored, Again, they he's both scored have done a ton. points. Cool. Like that. Like that's great defensive touchdowns as Adoree Jackson has interceptions. So Adoree Jackson has saved touchdowns. Like he's made great plays. What do you like? But comparative, we are comparing. I'm not sitting here saying that Adoree Jackson is the worst player on the Titans. I think he's a good player. I think Adoree Jackson. I value 25, but I value 55 a lot more because if we're playing the stock game, right? We talk about what stock are you investing in? Put on your E-Trade cap, okay? Jayon Brown is the correct answer because you can pay less money for higher production. He's less money. Jayon has less money now, but he's also not going to make as much as Adoree. Adoree has the higher ceiling. Jayon Brown might be closer to his ceiling as a player than Adoree Jackson. I think ceiling, he's had like double the production of Adoree. Because linebackers get more tackles than Cole. No, I'm talking about all-encompassing. I read off his stat line. Jalen Brown is a hell of a productive player. But I'm talking like, about but, but, but how does the NFL value cornerbacks versus inside linebackers? Very different. And that is why I'm going with Adore Jackson stock. You invest all you want. We'll see what happens. The best part is it plays out on the field, hopefully, if uh, this coronavirus doesn't affect the entire uh, world and country. For sure. All right, guys, I have one Titan player that I am selling their stock. You ready for this? Okay. One Titan player that I'm saying, no, 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 I think it's time to move on, and that is Malcolm Butler. Yeah. It's the Mal- same guy I had. Malcolm Butler, I think, is on the Jarrell Casey track to being on a different team in 2021. And I like Malcolm Butler. Because two days ago, I said Malcolm Butler should be about an 84 on Madden instead of a 77 on Madden. I like Malcolm Butler, but this is about his contract. This is about his age and very little to do with his play. But Malcolm Butler is on the Jarrell Casey track for over the next couple of years because of how his contract is set up. He has a he has a, an out on his deal after this upcoming season. So Malcolm Butler is where you should be selling. Yeah, that's it. It's the out. It's after this year. And $61 million, he knew it. You knew it. We knew it. He wasn't going to see $61 million. (laughs) It's great for a press conference. And look, we like Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler has passion. 
And Malcolm Butler played really bad at the beginning of the season a couple of years ago and then flipped it around. Got out of his own head, and he played really, really well, and he started earning that contract. Yeah, Unforeseeable for circumstances because of football, broke his wrist, was out for the season. You can't do anything about that. That football is football. But he's not worth the money of the contract that he signed. And you're right. And you, you, they will sell his stock after this year. It's, but, but Malcolm Butler got paid, right? Sure. I mean, it, that's what you want from a guy. I mean, Malcolm Butler was uh, undrafted, like, <laughs> yeah, out of West Alabama, and he got a sixty-one million dollar contract that he's going to get. You know, tens of millions, not sixty-one, but that's a win. So. It's nothing against Malcolm Butler, but you're right. that You sell that stock. Yeah, and uh, Sean Gill says Corey Davis and Butler gone after this year. I think Corey Davis, selling Corey Davis stock, I mean, I don't know how much you had invested in Corey Davis stock to begin with, but uh, selling Corey Davis stock would make a lot of sense because it, it really feels like this is Corey Davis's last year as a Titan because if he has a gr- if he has a really good year in a contract year, he's too expensive to bring back. If he has an underwhelming year, then you're just going to move on and, and draft that replacement because he's too expensive to keep on. So I, I think those two guys are probably the best option if you're going to sell a Titans player stock. To get big contracts if you're first or second round pick, you have to, and we'll figure out what A.J. Brown does next year, you have to show your stuff in the first two years. You have to jump on the scene. And if you don't jump on the scene in the first year just because you're a rookie or you have like, you know, Rashawn Evans was uh, was haggled with a, a hamstring, right? If that happens, you have to jump on the scene year two to get the contract. And Corey Davis, maybe it was because of the offensive coordinator situation. Maybe it was because Ocho was throwing him the football or not. Maybe it was his ability. I don't know. But he never really jumped on the scene. He caught what, and we've referenced this. The, he's caught probably a handful of big catches, but besides that, he's not worth a fit number five overall pick. Yeah. First round picks should hit, and they should hit hard. All right, guys, it's time for the magic bucket. It has been a long show already, uh, but it is time for the good, really good show. I like the show, uh, but magic bucket time here on A to Z Sports. Uh, so let's get ready for that. Now brought to you by BioPure Music City. Uh, more on them here in a moment. But first, let me tell you guys about Bone & Joint Institute uh, of Tennessee. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's comprehensive destination for orthopedic and sports medicine care. Boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Uh, they have everything under that one roof right there that you see on your screen from uh, the initial uh, scans and tests, all the tests, the surgery happens right there, and the rehab happens right there. So the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org is where to go. Magic bucket time. Get Hey, get your stuff ready. We are about to di- dive into the magic bucket. The best part about this is this magic bucket is about to transform in more ways than one here next week and in the following weeks. We have a new sponsor on the magic bucket, but we have new things in the magic bucket. 25 new ideas are going to go into this magic bucket for next week. Austin, you have like eight I, to I, ten. I have eight, so it's going to be like 30 to 35 new new things going in the magic bucket over the next uh, week or so. 
So uh, this is this is a fun time. I hate it, but love it. It's a love hate relationship, I think, for both of us in the bucket. Yes, I do. I have a sticker. It's my time, right? Yeah, it is your week for a sticker. That's that's absolutely correct. So let me grab uh, my trusty sticker pouch and let me dive in there. Let me dive in there. See what we got here. Woo! I've been waiting for this sticker. All right. This is a pan personal, right? Pan personal sticker right here. And hopefully you're going to be feeling this heat, Austin, and everybody else in the SEC for years to come. All aboard! Whoop, whoop! I'm talking about the lane train, baby. <laughs> All aboard the lane train. It is coming at you as an old Miss grad. The land sharks are going to whoop, whoop! All over the SEC, all aboard the lane train. That bad boy is going on the bucket. All right, there you go. Josh is still waiting on drinking water or tea or whatever we drink out of a baby bottle during the show. Uh, DM us that. Like, DM oh, us. No, 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 no. So what is great- it? I, I've got my uh, – I've got it up. Josh, Josh says still waiting. Uh, so we have to – like, I drink water. Zach drinks coffee. Uh, so uh, I drink water and coffee and so that we have to drink out of a baby bottle <laughs> during the, the next show. So if you DM us these, don't comment at these on the show because the comments are so many comments are hard to get DM these to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So well, let me open go- this up. I got an ongoing list. So okay. uh, drink out of a baby bottle on, the on next tomorrow's show. show. Yes. Now I don't now We might have to borrow a baby bottle. I think I got somebody I can know I could borrow something from. Uh, well, we but, just Amazon it. And if well, you Amazon it, well, can't get there the next day. If we're talking about. Well, then do it on Monday show. Drink out of a baby's bottle on Monday show. Okay. There you go. So you got that down. Boom. It's All, right. In. All right. So DM us some more. All right. So who am I pulling for this week, Zach? First. Uh, you push, you pull for yourself. Cause last right. week you pulled for me. I'd love uh, for you to pull me for me first. You can rip the bandaid, but yes. go ahead. So my magic bucket brought to you now by BioPure Music City. Here is mine. Speak whale Dory style. You have done this, I believe, right? Or have I done this? No, you've already done this. I've already done this. Okay. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I think Buck was here for this, for that one. All right. So the next one for me. Hmm. Ah, damn it. I did this. I did this to Buck and it ruined his day. Oh, I have no idea what it is. You were gone. I did this to Buck and it absolutely ruined his day. Let Zach tweet out something of his choosing within reason from your personal account. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Yowzers. <laughs> you did this for the DMs because for Buck. I remember seeing it. I didn't know why. Uh, I kind of connected. Yeah, I tweeted from Buck's account says, hey, guys, I know we're all going through a tough time. My DMs are open. Whatever you want to talk about. Titans or not Titans. Let me hear it. And it was bad. <laughs> he had like over, he had like 300 DMs. Yeah, I don't know. That's going to be hard. I'm not going to be able to beat that because. No, that I, was, it was perfect. It was yeah. beautiful. So, so okay. Yeah. I've got to get creative. Uh, 
And so because you don't have my phone, I'll just, you can text it to me and I'll, I'll just paste it in there. Uh, I'll just have to be a good sport and do that. So damn it. (laughs) All right. So now I'm pulling for you. This is damn. So, I mean, look, right. I I mean, I've got a couple that I'm even thinking about. Um, Did people realize that it was a goof? Uh, after a while, but no, because it was so on brand for Buck of like, hey guys, DM me, I, I'm, I'm, I'll bring me attention. <laughs> that, that it made a lot of sense for Buck to do that, but it was hilarious. People caught on. A to Z Sports, the uh, Magic Bucket now brought to you I by BioPure, BioPure Music City, changing the standard of clean. See that number on your screen? Make sure you save this number 615-635-0555. If you want to have them clean your home or clean your place of business, or you go to BioPure Music City and say, hey, uh, go to your boss and say, this is how we can help our our office space be cleaner uh, during the coronavirus because they have electrostatic cleaning and spray with no wipe surfaces. They can come in and treat it and knock away the coronavirus and 99.999% of bacteria and viruses. BioPure Music City, 615 Six three five zero five five five. Check it out, seriously, guys. BioPure, uh, really good products, uh, right there. So, uh, sponsoring the Magic Bucket now. Here is Zach's. Ooh, this is good. This is from Parker Dobson. Zach, uh, tell the audience and describe what your awkward phase was growing up. My awkward phase. Ooh, I know what it is. Uh. That is a really Parker. Well, that's done. a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. Uh, my awkward phase came uh, freshman in high school. Freshman in high school, I had braces. I was 5'5, 135 pounds. I played right guard my freshman year at 135 pounds, 5'5. Five, five, okay. I don't know if this was a sick joke or if the coaches were, I don't know why they did this. I had the biggest shoulder pads on the team. <laughs> I also had the biggest face mask on the team. This thing jutted out to like, I mean, it was you, it was far. You do I, have a pretty big head, so maybe you had to have a big helmet that just happened to have the big face mask. I looked ridiculous. At no point did I look like a football player. Like I looked, I, I just looked elementary and. I was awkward. I, I mean, it wasn't, I, I didn't really talk to that many girls of freshmen. Like I wasn't like, I didn't hit my, I didn't hit it. Like, right. I, I didn't hit to that point to become even close to what you would describe as a man. I was a little boy try and, and they always used to make fun of me. I mean, like football, the seniors just made fun of me because I was so scrawny, they, and they always like. I mean, it's hazing, right? It's what's five? What's five five one thirty five? Is that scrawny or is that chunky? It's, I, it's unathletic. Uh, like, there's, it's not good. I, I'll just <laughs> say that. Like, it. That was my phase, and then so this is what happened. So I, I kind of what got me and led me to here, and now I'm a man and and am fine at thirty. You're a man. You're not quite forty. No, not quite, but. Uh, what really pissed me off was that you had to go watch film on Sundays at one o'clock and I watch NFL football at noon. Like I have my entire life. 
I've been doing this since I was like in fifth grade, fourth grade. Like I'm a sports fan, true and true. And I watch the Bucks. I watch them every weekend, like always. And Austin knows that about me. That never changes. Well, I remember it was the the, the day the Bucks played at the Cowboys in Texas Stadium my freshman year. So that would have been 2001, 2002. The Bucks were wearing red jerseys with white pants. The Cowboys were wearing white jerseys and their traditional white home set. And I remember being so pissed off that I couldn't watch the rest of that game. That was the day I, I needed to quit football. I, I was like, I'm not going to play. I'm not a guard. Don't treat me like a guard. I'm 5'5", 135 pounds. And I had to go in there. And I started my broadcast career the following year. And I broadcasted for the team and all that stuff. I grew from 5'5 to like 5'10 and gained probably 30 to 35 pounds that Christmas break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you went from 5'5, five, five, one, a buck 35. Yeah. This is Dom's right. I played ass back. Well, what, what was I, your jersey number? <laughs> so actually, there's a joke for this. Uh, I was cleaning out some old stuff and I found an old pullover that had, I would play for the BGA Wildcats, Wildcats forever, but a BGA Wildcat emblem. And it said Zach Bingham. And I sent a group text to yeah. my, my high school buddies. And I, I was, it was obviously a joke, but I said, wine them, dine them and 79 them because my number was 79. <laughs> the most obscure, terrible number for a, freaking pulling guard at 135 that's a great question parker and that is my yeah question. so your awkward phase i mean you talked about like you had braces and you didn't like you did not talk to girls at that point no. did you have like really stupid hair like what, what else oh what yeah you? just no style like no nothing like no girlfriend even was close to being my freshman and then obviously you know things have changed but like that point uh-uh I didn't have it. I didn't have it. All right, Zach. So there you go. Nice job, Parker. Both of these things will go back in the bucket. So if you're not following me on Twitter, it's right there above my head. Uh, Zach will text me something that I have to tweet from my account. So that's just going to suck. Luckily, I have a busy day, so I'm probably not going to spend too much time on Twitter. So I can almost ignore it. So, all right, um, Zach, thanks. Uh, great show. Uh, I can't. I can wait to see that tweet. I don't want to see it. But – I'll do it. So see you guys later on. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Tighten up podcast episode yesterday. Buck Rising 615 sessions uh, today as well. Uh, Buck back tonight. A to Z Sports Primetime. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you later. Adios.